Unity of Farmington Hills, a positive path for spiritual living. Take our love you wasted on Every little past frustration Take all of your so-called problems You better put them in quotations Say what you need to say Say what you need to say Father like son, huh? Uh -huh. OMG. Wow. 
Oh my God, let's give them another hand. I heard doon 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 doon, and I looked up and he's over there with a guitar at the piano. Okay, make some room if you have to. I love it. That's awesome. Isn't it nice to have talent like that around you? Isn't it? Oh, and I want to thank you too for coming. Remind me your name again. I'm so sorry. Oliver. Yeah, we have Oliver with us today too. Thank you. Talent uh, begets more talent. You draw it to you birds of a feather, right, Nicholas? And right, guys? And, and, I mean, guy and gents. <laughs> and ladies and gents. Okay, so. Happy Memorial Day weekend. I know for some of us it may not be as happy, but it is a time to celebrate those people who we've enjoyed in our life who've passed on to a higher expression of God. And I do want to go further into speaking on what I spoke on last week. Last week I um, spoke on the power of the tongue, and it was entitled Speak Over Yourself. Today I'm speaking on uh, the power of the tongue again, but I'm going to go deeper into it. And I want to start off with this cute little story I heard about this, um, this gentleman who became, he started working at a grocery store, and he was doing really well. He was very energetic, and he was catching on really quickly. And one evening, just as he was closing up in the produce section, it was like, what, five minutes to closing? This older lady comes in and says, um, hi, sir. And she's like, he's like, hello there. And um, he's already irritated because he knows she has a question for him, right? So she says, all I want is a half a head of lettuce. He says, a half a head of lettuce? I don't know if we sell a half a head of lettuce. Let me go ask my manager and see. So he walks over a couple of hours to go ask his manager, right? And, he, and um, his manager says, hey, what's going on? You almost closed up? He, he says, yes. He says, but I have this dingbat of a crazy old lady who wants to buy a half a lettuce. Do we, and I don't know what to do. So he turns and realizes she had followed him. <laughs> And then, he, and then quick as a flash, he says, but we're in luck because this wonderful lady wants to buy the other half. <laughs> <laughs> Your words can get you in trouble sometimes, right? So they go ahead and slice a, 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 a um, head of lettuce in half. They wrap it up. They sell it to her. She's out of the door, happy as a lark. The manager's impressed with him and says, man, that was so artistic how you put insert your foot and just as quickly extracted it. He's like, you're not from these this town, are you? And the guy says, no, I'm from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. He says, oh, really, Lancaster, Pennsylvania? He says, yeah, have you heard of it? And the, man um, the um, manager says, I've heard of it, yes. So he says, there are only two things that come out of Lancaster, Pennsylvania that we are known for. And the manager says, oh, really? What are they? He says, we're known for our hockey teams. Our hockey teams are the meanest, baddest, greatest hockey teams you've ever seen in the world. And he goes, oh, okay. Well, what's the second thing? And the young man says, well, the second thing we don't really talk about too much. He's like, well, what is it? He says, we're known for having the ugliest woman in the world. The ugliest woman on earth. He said, I don't know if it's because of the cold there or what, but we are known from having, for having the ugliest woman on earth. And, and the manager says, well, my wife came from Lancaster, Pennsylvania. And the guy says, well, what hockey team did she play on? <laughs> oh, 
Isn't it funny how just as quickly as your words can get you in trouble, they can get you out of trouble? I don't know if this time it did for him, but the first time it did. So the power to speak over yourself is what we talked about last week. And we were using the scriptures. I'm going to give you three scriptures that I want you to write down and I, and on a, in, in your little uh, program underneath the daily word. There's a little, there should be a little section that says notes, is there? If not, you can still write it on there. Okay. So I'm a, and I'm going to go over these scriptures, but I just want you to write them down now because I know I say them sometimes and I may not. I'm just going to take this moment to say them. So the first one is Romans chapter 4, verse 17. Romans chapter 4, verse 17. The second scripture I want you to write down is John, which is the gospel according to John, chapter 6, verse 63. And then the third, yep, uh, the first one, Romans, chapter 4, verse 17, and then John, chapter 6, verse 63, and then the third scripture we're going to deal with is Luke, and it's chapter 6, verse 45, okay? Um, if you get a chance, I want you to just read them and let them sink in, because we're all, we're all working on this. So it's Romans, chapter 4, verse 17. John chapter 6, verse 63, and then Luke chapter 6, verse 45. Say, I, <laughs> I was about to say, say what you want to say. <laughs> say what you want to say. You can raise your hand up and ask me. I don't mind repeating it. I love talking about some scripture. I can talk scripture all day with you. So. Yeah. <laughs> he, his is in his head. Okay. So last week when we talked about speaking over yourself, we were saying that the first step in learning to speak over yourself is to take ownership of your dominion. Now, we are in the power in the month of May, and the power for the month of May that we talk about is your dominion and your authority. It's your power. It's the power to speak those things that be not as though they were. And last week we were talking about speaking over yourself in times of when you're discouraged, in times of feeling defeated, in times of feeling like you're a failure, in times when you're really hurt, in times where you're stuck and you don't know where to go, you can speak over yourself. And what you're doing when you're speaking over yourself is you're encouraging yourself. But you got to start off by knowing you have the power to do it. When God created us in God's image and likeness, God said, have dominion over the world. And when God said, have dominion over the world, God meant have dominion over the world inside, in your mind, to focus on that, to come from that space, in your mind. And as you shift your mind, as you shift your consciousness, you shift your world. The second thing that you have to do, the second step, after you've affirmed, after you've acknowledged that you have authority over your life, is to affirm it for yourself. If you read Genesis, the Bible says, God said, let there be, and then there was, there be. You have to affirm it over yourself. The same way God did, God spoke it into existence, you have to affirm it into existence. That's the second step in speaking over yourself. And we said that we will do this every day, did anybody put up affirmations or anything in your house? Or you did? I did too. Anybody else? 
I can run through and go. <laughs> I loved it. I just wanted to do that. Thank you, Deb. You gave me a reason. <laughs> I love being silly. So, when you wake up every morning and accept that you have power to co-create, and then you affirm those things over your life, What happens is your life starts to manifest in what you've spoken over yourself, but it manifests inside of you first, and then you live it out. So the last step that we said in encouraging yourself and speaking over yourself is to live it. Live it out. We already know the fifth unity principle says it's not enough to know the truth. It's not enough to know God. You must live the truth that you know. You must live your expression of God in order to manifest in your life. Does that make sense? Okay, so today we are going to speak on Speak Those Things. That's the title of my talk, Speak Those Things. And we'll go a little deeper into it. God's been working with me on that really deeply. And I realized that where I am right now in my life, that everything I've experienced up to this point, everything I've lived through and experienced up to this point, that I've heard, that I've taken in, that I've interpreted, that I've judged, everything that I've brought in, I I created it. I created it. And it's the same thing for you. Where you are in this very moment, everything that you have experienced up to this point in your moment, in your life, you created it. And it doesn't stop from there. You will continue to create. But Kelly, what about the times when people are raped in their life? What about the times when people are killed in their life? What about the times where there's blow-ups, there's people who are blown up? What about when somebody goes into a church and shoots everybody in that church? What about the times where there are kids who are killed? What about that? How did they create that life? Did they create that too? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. Well, why would you say that, Kelly? How can kids create that? Because we are made in God's image and likeness, right? Yes? Being made in God's image and likeness, we also have spoken several times, I've mentioned that, that God says that there is a life, a plan over your life. And the plan is for good, for future, and for hope, right? Your life is God's plan. Your life is God's plan. Everything that is within your soul, that was planted within your soul, that needs to manifest, you are co-creating with God based on the lessons that you are meant to learn in your life. But it's not just for you. It's not just for you. It's for the world. We are here to co-create heaven on earth, inside of us and out. And we're here to speak those things that be not as though they were. That's the first scripture that we're dealing with. Romans, in Romans chapter 4, what verse was that? 17? You got it. Okay, and I'm reading from the Living Bible Translation, the New Living Translation, and it says, now this is where um, Paul is talking to the Romans, the church of the Romans, and he's telling them about faith. He's talking about the faith of Abraham. And Abraham is known as the father of many nations, right? 
But Abraham's also known as the father of faith. Because Abraham, now Abraham was Abram at first, and Abram represents faith, but it represents blind faith. Following God because you know to follow God because you were taught to follow God, and you know that as long as I follow God, everything's going to go well, go my way. Back in the Old Testament, they were taught when you follow God and obey, everything goes well. When you disobey, you get punished. But as Abraham, Abram walked with God and developed a relationship with God, it started to open up the God in himself. Now, he may not have known that consciously, consciously, but he did know that as long as I'm walking with God, I'm in a space of peace. He had moments where he's even doubted, and God's questioned him and said, why are you doubting? How am I going to have a baby and I'm past 75 years old? Really? You're going to give a, have a baby from me? And my wife, she's uh, a dirt, uh, you know, her womb is closed up. How are you going to have? I'm just saying it like he probably said it. Yeah. Because he didn't, you know, they didn't want to cuss. But the point is, after he experienced walking with God and got the aha, his name changed to Abraham, which means an understanding faith, a spiritual faith, walking in the alignment of knowing more spiritually the presence of God within you. And if I follow the presence of God within me, not a God outside of me, then I will manifest. So here, Paul is talking to the Romans and saying that, um, uh, talking about Abraham's faith, and he's saying that all of these things happened in Abraham's life, and the promise of faith is received because of his life. And he also says that this has happened because Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. Now, if we're made in the image and likeness of God, and God creates new things out of nothing, and God can even put life into that which has died, why can't we? Seriously, why can't we? And if God has created and everything that God has created has been to manifest and let us be an expression of God, an expression of shifting our consciousness to create heaven on earth, why doesn't our life manifest that as well? So why can't having someone, go, the, these things that seem so terrible that are happening to people who are, are so good, Seemingly terrible things happening to people who are so good. Why couldn't it be that it is to manifest a stronger level of faith, harmony, love, shifting your consciousness, speaking the truth over the world instead of ill misconception and error thinking and hate? Am I the only one who's seen expressions of hate a lot in this world right now? No more hands. I'm only, I'm only one. Oh, thank you. Am I the only one who would love to see more expressions of love? Am I the only one who knows that there are more expressions of love, but the media shows all the expressions of the hate to make sens sensationalization inside of us and to put their propaganda and their motives out there? That's what media is for, right? to create a certain presentation, to create a certain mindset, to have a certain agenda. But you know, we can overcome that agenda. So all of those things that are happened have happened for a reason, and they were created in the mind of the person and created in the mind, the life. 
So, for instance, if a child comes into this world and their purpose is to help to create heaven on earth, and the most powerful way to do that is for that child's life to be seemingly snuffed out at the age of two or three, why wouldn't God use that? Just as powerfully as using those who go into war and die at war. God takes every single aspect of life to create a higher expression of the vibration of love and heaven on earth and gives us the opportunity to speak those things that be not as though they were so that we speak in our world love. Am I the only one who wants to speak love into the world, into my life, and manifest that? Or would you guys like to do that as well? Another thing, is there anybody during this memorial season that you are remembering who was an awesome person? When you celebrate that person and speak about their life, don't you bring it back to life? For those who hear, don't you bring it back to life for them? When you celebrate the fun times and the funny times, don't you raise your vibration up? And don't you introduce people into who that person is, the funny things about that person, and don't they see the joy of who that person is when you celebrate their life? Isn't that the most powerful way to honor those who've passed away, to celebrate their life? And as you speak it out, you recreate their life. You give life to the death. And not only that, you speak it into somebody's life, the joy of who they were. Isn't that powerful? When we get upset, when we think about my mother, um, because this was her, today's her birthday, she loved Memorial Day, and then Mother's Day is this month too. So we have our, we call them Fran moments, right? When we're having a Fran moment, we call each other up and we talk about the funniest things. Well, when we know it, when we start saying, you know, you remember when Mama did this, Mama, we don't even have to say, I need to talk about Mama so I can feel better. We just start talking about the funny things that she used to do. How she used to walk into things. They're like, how did you walk into that? They're way over there. And I protest. I confess I'm like that too. Howard would go, the wall was right there. I'm like, it jumped out at me. Or my mom was very, uh, she was very silly. Even when she had cancer. She was walking slumped over. And she's like, I feel like Quasimodo, the bells, the bells, the bells. I'm like, really? I'm really? But now I'm, a, I'm excited, and now you have, your, my mom's life has come alive for you guys. You guys didn't know that about my mom. Now you know something about my mother. I've given life to that which has seemingly died. It's not died. Let's continue to do that for this Memorial Day, and always for the rest of your life. Now, that's speaking over the lives of those who passed away, right? And that's giving and speaking forth for those who passed away. What about for you who are still here in this world? Let's go to the next scripture. Okay, so the next scripture is John, and that is chapter 6, verse 64. 63. Thank you. Somebody, I was testing you guys. (laughs) See, I'm pretty quick on the feet too, on my feet too. Okay. It says, the spirit alone gives eternal life. 
Human effort accomplishes nothing. You are not creating from your human thoughts. Matter of fact, if you try to create by your human thoughts, you're going to get really frustrated because you're not going to get what your heart desires. You can't speak those things from, you are a spirit. You're created to create in the image and likeness of God. You cannot create in the image and likeness of God coming from a human perspective. You just can't. Now, that's trying to give life to something that's dead. Because the body in and of itself is actually dead. It is not until life was breathed into Adam that he became an animated expression of co-creation. Is that right? Your body is not animated by itself. It cannot speak itself into existence by itself. You have to use the Christ consciousness within you to speak those things that be not as though they were. That is when your words become spirit and life, which is what Jesus continues to say in this chapter. He says that you cannot, let me read it. I love reading his word. I love reading the word. And it's in red too, so you can see it even more. Oh, God. Okay. The spirit alone gives eternal life. Human effort accomplishes nothing. And the very words I have spoken to you are spirit and life. But some of you do not believe. You cannot speak over your life if, one, you're not coming from Christ consciousness, coming from the dominion that you are, and if, two, you do not believe what you are saying. You have to believe the words that come from your mouth. The moment you believe them, you give life to them. The moment you believe them, you give life to them. The moment you, that's why you encourage yourself in God. That's why you speak those things that be not as though they were in God. Because you cannot of yourself do anything. You can only do it from the Christ within you. Does that make sense? And when you're remembering the person in your life, you're not remembering their body as much as you're remembering the life that was emanated in them, right? As their personality expressed through them, right? It was their spirit in them that was expressing through their personality. And that's what you're remembering and giving life to again, right? So you cannot come from the human perspective. You have to have a relationship with God. That brings us to the last scripture. Jesus was so awesome. Jesus was some sweet business. I wish I, I, wish I, I could walk with Jesus right now. And I can. Because I can keep remembering and bringing forth Jesus' life in his word. When you read the red... When you read about Jesus, you have brought him back to life in your own world. You have introduced yourself to who Jesus is. You've introduced yourself to who you are. Does that make sense? Yes. I like reading his word. Okay. What was the last one? It was from Luke chapter 6, verse 45, right? So as we do this, as we live these words, as we walk with Jesus, as we walk with the te- using the teachings um, of our way shore, you know you are disciples, right? You're right there with the 12 disciples. Yes? Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Woo, you guys are a tough crowd today. Oh, there's an ant up here. There was an ant up on here wanted to be blessed, but I just clicked. It's down there. You can be blessed down there. That's okay. Okay. Now, he's talking about the tree and its fruits. Now, this is the thing. 
When Jesus talks about a tree and what the tree, the fruit from the tree, it's an allegory. It's symbolism. It's talking about you and what you create and what you are producing. And so we're going into this a little further. He goes down to say, a person produces good things from the treasury of a good heart. And an evil person produces evil things from the treasury of an evil heart. Now, we already know that evil is just the absence of good. It's the word live backwards. It's an expression of coming from mis misconception. It's coming from a space of seeing things the wrong way. It's coming from missing the mark. Any of those things, and we know missing the mark is an archery term. I heard this thing that said, this uh, little saying that says, the heart is an arrow. It needs a target to hit its mark. It needs a target to hit its mark. Don't you know that every time your target is God, you will always hit your mark? Every time your target is love, you will always hit your mark. Every word that comes from you will come from the abundance of the love that is within you. But we have those moments where things that we say may hurt somebody's feelings, and we don't mean to. We have those times where we get triggered and we say something hurtful, right? We, and we don't mean to say it. We have those times where we might even say it over ourselves. We, oh, that was so stupid. Why did I do that? Anybody said that before? I know I've said that before. But you know, even those empty words plant a seed in you that later on create the experience and the evidence of it. And you may not know this is, what, what is this happening? Because lay, lay, back in the day, you said something like that, and now it's come to fruition. That make sense? So that's why you've had things happening in your life that you have no idea why. Because somewhere, somehow, in some shape, shape or form, you've spoken something into your life that had the vibration of it. You've thought it into your life that had the vibration of it. And it was not love and it wasn't coming to up from the abundance of love. And you've acted on something that came from a vibration that was outside of love. And now you're reaping what you sowed. Does that make sense? Yes. So now let us move into this space where what we speak over ourselves comes from a space of love. Jesus said, what you say flows from what is in your heart. I say to us today, make it your goal, as much as it is mine, as much as it was Jesus to develop a strong foundation and abundance of love and spiritual awareness and the presence of God in your heart. And as you come from that presence of God in your heart, no matter what happens, no matter what happens, the only thing that you will speak over your life comes from love. Yesterday, we were out um, at Kensington Park, and we were having a good old time. And I love my father. He's silly. He's, he, I'm a chip off the old block, friend. He's a silly willy. And it was interesting because it started pouring. He had already spoke it was going to be a perfect day because I told him the day before I had gone to get my hair done. It didn't look like it, but I had gone to get my hair done. And he, I was like, Daddy, it's going to rain tomorrow. He's like, it's going to be a perfect day. We're going to enjoy it as long as we can. It's going to be a perfect day. He spoke it. 
We got there early enough. We all had fun. They razzed me and Howard for being married. They started saying, we have an Alexa at home, right? And um, so when he came, my father came over this week, Howard was like, Alexa, play some, uh, what'd you say, quiet jazz. And so my dad was like, yeah, he was like, Alexa, play some smooth romantic jazz. And and it was like, okay, let me go first, right? So they kept telling Howard, when Howard would leave, they would be like, Alexa saying, Howard's moving away from you, Kelly. You bet. He's having fun without you, Kelly. Alexa, tell Howard to come back to you. They kept joking like that, right? So they're having a ball. We're having fun. And it starts to rain. We were still having fun. It wasn't until it started pouring down rain that we actually started packing up. But my father has spoke into existence that we would have a good day and have fun. And even in the storm, we were out there having fun. Well, they were. I wouldn't got in the car. I felt a drip. Ah, I got in the car. But then I looked at how men are and women are and how God is so powerful. Because the women, most of them did go hop in the car. But the guys just got together and, poop, 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 and put everything, packed everything up. It just turned out perfectly. It wasn't anything like, oh, man. And, no, it was just like, do, do, do. My father spoke it into existence that it was going to be a perfect day. And not only was it a perfect day, he had everybody he needed, the perfect amount of people he needed to help him pack everything up. You don't know how your day is going to turn out. But you know when you speak it out there, there's going to be a perfect day that God will take those words and create it for you. That's why Jesus said, the words that I speak, God does these things. God does these things. Yes, your life is what you created right now. Yes, your life is what you created right now. And the people who have passed away, their life was what they created as well. But it was what their soul was here to learn. It is what your soul is here to learn. It is to bring us all into a higher expression of heaven on earth. It is to give us the opportunity to choose through the power of our will, the power of our words, God or not God. I don't know about you, but I choose God. I choose God. When I speak over my life, when I speak over my kids, when I speak over the world, I speak the presence of God. No matter what I see and who is in the power or what. I see that they are still a divine child of God and still speak love over them through the love from my heart. That is my heart's desire. And my, your desire comes from the Father. In this moment that you, in this day, in this weekend, that you are remembering those loved ones, remember and celebrate their life together. Celebrate them with people who don't know them. That'll bring it back to life. Celebrate with those who do know it. It'll ignite life back into their life. And then when you wake up tomorrow and the rest of your days, set your sights on God. Know that you have dominion over your life to create with God. Through every word that you speak, whether frivolous or not, make your words conscious words. Does that make sense? Make them words that somehow connect with love or God. Does that make sense? And then make the words come from your heart. Does that make sense? And then be slow to speak until you know what to say. And then when you know what to say, say what you want to say. 
Are we all in alignment with that? I love you, God, together. I I speak you over my life, God, together. And the words that I speak, speak, you will manifest in my life. life. I speak only love love that I may experience only love. love. Amen. Amen. Thank you. I find myself in times of trouble Mother